Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, streaming. However, you taking my podcast, I appreciate it. Uh, this is a very special episode. I can't wait to tell you uh, at the end what is going on. But uh, it's Friday. Uh, my wife and I have a dope trip to OBX plan later today. So I'm going to get in and get out. Um, I guess I'll start with my milestone as I usually do. For those who don't know, we have a 10-year-old son. His name is Miles. And I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And it's still nothing right now. He's having a great time. He's up in Rochester uh, with my family. He is not really calling us at all. When I call to talk to my mom, I'll hear him in the background. He'll say, hi, Dad, and tell me a couple things that he's been up to, and then he's off. Uh, His cousins from Atlanta are coming this weekend. He's super excited. I was supposed to go get him this week, but... He knew his cousins was coming this this weekend, so he was like, hey, I, I want to stay. So he's going to be there for an uh, extra few weeks. So, And I've said this the last few podcasts, probably the last four or five. I'm really happy for him. I'm excited. He's having a great time. Uh, he's he's getting to be the big, the big cousin, the big brother in a way, and he really enjoys it. Uh, I've, I've talked about this in the past, like <clears> – <throat> Miles loves family-oriented stuff, like the TV shows and stuff that we watch is usually very uh, family-focused, family-centered. He loves when, like, the older siblings are looking out for the for the younger ones and stuff like that. And with him being an only child, uh, he doesn't really get that. But we, we do watch it a lot. We, we talk about it quite a bit. And just watching his face and the conversations that we have about, you know, this, this family things, uh, I can tell this is something that he really, really – uh, enjoys and and at times I, I do wish I do think he wishes uh, I think we we all do that he had a sibling or siblings but hey that just wasn't in the cards for us uh, and things are what they are and 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 that's why we have family and I, I know I've I've said this uh but plenty of times but I am I am so happy for him uh, my mother said that he's a blessing that uh, he's he's there at the right time and 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 that's also something else too. Um, that uh, makes me feel good that, you know, with all that's going on at home, it's, it's, just, it's just so much, you know, just with the daycare, family stuff. Um, my, my parents are getting older. They're just trying to take care of the house. My dad's going through stuff. It, it's just tough, man, you know, as your family gets older. And, and just in general, it's just it's just tough being a person. We always have a lot going on, uh, especially when you have families and let alone aging and stuff like that. So there's there's always something going on, and I know times can be tough. But my mom said that having him there has been a a, a, a true blessing, and, and and it couldn't be a better time. So that makes me feel good as well, knowing that he's serving multiple purposes, you know, uh, uh, while he's there with with family. You know, my wife and I we need the time together. Uh, he needs time to himself. He needs time it, uh, interacting with his other family. His aunts, uncles, cousins, grandmother, grandfather, they all need to get to know him a, a lot better. His, his aunts his aunts and uncles as well. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good opportunity for, for all of us to grow, learn, uh, miss each other, and uh, just reflect on the time we spent together and, and learning how we can improve on our relationships when he gets back. 
because uh, I, I can't believe it, man. I, we got a we got a freaking middle schooler, man. That is crazy. I've I've said that to her, to my wife, the last couple of nights, just because uh, I miss him. I've been thinking about him a lot, just seeing his computer back there, you know, empty. I just started thinking about him and just school, and you know, just it's just really hard to believe how time has flown by, and this little guy is, I mean, going to middle school, and I mean, he was there for what. 60 years in, in elementary school and this is middle school so it's going to be half the time so that's going to go by twice as fast and it's so much so much is going to change in the next uh three years man it, it's, it's it's crazy like i was just at the barber shop the other day and i was speaking to a, a friend of ours uh, my wife's friend but you know i know her as well and uh she has uh 14 and a 13 year old boy boys and I mean, just the height, the how they move around, how they talk, how they look. It's just, it's night and day. And I was just thinking about Miles and where he is. And I'm like, in two years, this is what I'm going to be dealing with and looking at. And it's it's just crazy, man. A, a lot is going to change in the next few years. And uh, I really am looking forward to it. I know it's going to be challenging. And I got to get myself prepared. You know, I got to get myself in better shape, man. This These are the prime years. He's gonna get into sports or whatever he's gonna get into i just know i need to be in a, a in better physical condition to be able to keep up with you know my 12 year old son <laughs> so uh yeah all right i know i talk about that a lot but it, it really 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 means a lot to me to have family where my son can go and and uh be safe and and feel loved and heard and and getting getting to know his family so that makes me feel really really good and um yeah, he's he's having a great summer, man. He he really is, and I'm I'm so happy for him, and uh, my mom, and you know, I just I just hope, uh, yeah, he's having a a great time, and I hope there I hope these are great memories for him, and I and I think they will be. So, uh, all right, I'm gonna move on. <clears throat> um, few things in the news. The there were some other things I want to talk about, so I didn't dive into too many news stories, but um. I, I'm pretty sure y'all have all seen it. Like now, SAG, everybody's on strike now. It wasn't just a writer strike. It's not only just a writer strike. Now, uh, all the actors and shit are striking too. So uh, Hollywood is pretty much shut down right now. So uh, yeah, that's that's where we are. Uh, apparently, you know these uh, these industry people said uh, they were overheard saying that they were not gonna, you know, come to the table and meet with these writers and until like people started losing their homes and getting evicted and shit like that so it's getting pretty nasty and i think once that got out that's when the the other side of the uh hollywood equation the actors the talent and you know the on-screen talent they're like you know what we, we're we not doing this and they, they shut everything down uh so um yeah i guess hollywood hasn't shut down in like 60 years but we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes i mean i, I think i'll live without new episodes of, of something um it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Every everybody want to get paid. Everybody want to get paid. That's what's so, and, and it's nothing wrong with that. That's just crazy to me how we live in this capitalistic society, um, which I which I love. You know, and not that I'm winning at it, but hey, I love the fact that anybody can just wake up one day with an idea and X amount of years be worth hundreds of millions or sometimes billions of dollars. I, I think that's great. You know, you get paid for your ambition. 
Uh, now, are there, are there like pitfalls and weird shit that come along with that? Yeah, yeah, there, there are. There's a lot of weird shit, a lot of uh, a lot of greed that goes on. But hey, I, I can't control that, man. And I don't really think it's anybody else's place to tell people what they can and uh, can't have and how much money they should and shouldn't have. It's just I just feel like if you have a shit ton of money, there should be something within you that 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 goes, hey, you know what? I do have forty seven billion dollars. Even if I gave away half, I still have twenty three and a half billion dollars. You know, you're not obligated to do that, but you would think uh, people with that much money would, uh, for them, do what they would consider the right thing and, and help as many people as possible. And you're not obligated to do that. You know, you're not obligated to go down and help homeless people. Uh, some people might help in other ways. They might find out, hey, here's electric cars or uh figuring out new energy sources on the moon, shit like that, you know? But, like, these billionaires, they're leaving to leave. Like, these motherfuckers are building rockets and shit to get the, get the fuck up off the earth because they know it's shitty. It's going to get shitty. I think that's why, like, little kids, this is a weird stretch. I'm going from talking about SAG to billionaires <laughs> to little kids playing video games. But that's why I think that's why I... Like, Minecraft is so popular with kids, right? Because they know they're going to have to rebuild the world that we are destroying in the next 30 years. They got to be engineers because like, we're going we gonna to leave them with nothing. You're going to have to learn how to build. Like, I was thinking about this. All the, like, video games are where I wanted them to be when I was, like, 12, like, this so detailed. I've been watching all these survival games, like Project Zomboid and Scum. It's so detailed. You have to do every single action to the point where it's almost annoying. But this that's what I asked for as a kid, and, and now it's here. And, like, all these games are, are set in these post-apocalyptic worlds where you have to scrape and and script by you gotta scrounge for everything and i think they just setting people up for uh what that vr world may look like in the future because that's what that's what we did to the the real world is all destroyed they're gonna put us in this fucking vr world almost like uh like uh ready player one or the matrix but it's not gonna be cool with suits and guns and shit it's gonna be like scum or project zomboy where we're living in a vr zombie apocalypse how crazy would that be that would be wild that that would be a twist a horror movie where it's all just vr and the world is actually just fine but then you actually like uh, you come out of vr and you notice small things that happen in the vr are happening in the real world and you kind of like is this am i still in or am i am i, am I out kinda almost like total recall in a way but with like zombies and shit. I think that would be kind of dope. I don't even know where this idea is coming from. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, I don't even know how I got there. <laughs> I don't know how I got there. I went from talking about the SAG strike to kids playing Minecraft to, to VR, to VR uh, zombie apocalypses. I don't know. Um, oh, you know what? But speaking of like sci-fi shit, uh, it's kind of a weird transition, but it works. Um, I just finished up this Apple show called Silo. I want to say the actual book series is called Wool, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's called Wool. 
And uh, I gotta say, I I I really 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 liked it. Wool book series. Yeah. Yep, it's a it's a, ser- a series called uh, Wool, written by an American writer named Hugh Howie. Series starting in 2011. Wow. Okay. But uh, I I always heard it was great. Uh, when I was at the height of reading my like post apocalyptic uh, dystopian books, I had heard about Wool and people living in, in this silo. But I I kind of I just never got around to it. Um. But after watching the show, I really think I want to check out the book. Um, I I enjoyed the show a lot. Uh, I thought the environment was pretty cool. And from, like, my time of, like, reading graphic novels and a little bit of dystopian, futuristic, uh, um, post-apocalyptic stuff, um, the TV shows a lot of times don't reflect on how dystopian and fucked up things really are like uh the whole ah. well the premise of the show is the outside world is destroyed uh it's unlivable and at some point in in the past the founders built this silo and the remaining population of uh, human beings lives in this silo and um you know how it goes. People want to leave. Weird theory, conspiracy theories get brought up. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but uh, long story short, like some people are sent out, some people are asked to leave, and the whole conspiracy starts to grow. That like outside is fine, they're lying to us, and the whole first season is them uh, figuring out some. There's some mysterious deaths that happen, and um, people are questioning why they're in there. So it was it was really really good. Uh and of course you have like there's like the the the, the um what do you want to call it? like the uh, the social ladder not like uh you have like the down deep the mid you got the judicial people who are kind of in control of everything and they live higher up in the silo. And uh so you just definitely have your different factions of people. Then you have the different factions of civilians and you have like the uh the fascist regime that's watching everybody that's trying to keep everybody in the silo uh you know under control and you have people who are dedicated to the silo who really care about everybody then you got the people who really want power it's just really a microcosm of society and how things kind of uh how things work out in these post-apocalyptic societies where you you have a a group of people who want to take over and make everything worse for people who are absolutely terrifying terrified they don't want to explore they don't want to try anything they want to keep everybody in the silo because they're safe or inside the compound whatever it may be it's that it's that same basic structure but in a different environment and uh i say all that to say like even though like tim robinson's character and uh common's character were part of the the establishment regime i still kind of like their characters and uh I say all that to say, like, I don't think the TV show probably uh, conveyed how, like, oppressive and how much they were being surveilled and the tensions between the people. Because a lot of times, like, TV shows will kind of lose that just depending on, I guess, I guess depending on who's directing it. Because um, that one show that I really, really like um, with the train, 
Train TV show. Snowpiercer. They really get into like the different factions and levels. They get into the more interpersonal um, workings of the train. So uh, it just depends on how things are written, who directed it, and what they really want to focus on. But I felt like the I, I felt like this one really didn't focus on like how people actually felt about things. It did touch up on it a little bit, but they didn't really get into like people uh, like revolting and 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 just like people grumbling about what's going on that matter at these people who are in charge. They didn't really get into a whole lot of that. And I think the book would really go into that even more because uh, at the end of the season, what happened happened. And I was really excited about it. I think if they focused on like the relationships and the people, uh, the interpersonal relationships between the people, the factions and their disdain for the people in charge. I think what happened at the end would have an even bigger impact even though i thought the end was absolutely uh great i just uh i don't um think it have been i could it could have hit a little bit harder if they got into the more personal things but again i've never directed shit in my life so what do i know what do i know um i really enjoyed it and hopefully there's a season two um yeah all right uh oh the emmy nominations came out there was no Emmy now for Snowfall, which I find surprising. I, I watched like the first uh, half of the first season and I really, really liked it. And just to watching people talk about it on social media, like when it ended, how big it was uh, on social media, just the, 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 um, just the conversation that was brought up all the memes and the, and just people talking about how much they love the show. I was just surprised. I mean, not even, I'm not even saying that it should win. It it wasn't even nominated. One of the most popular talked about TV shows on there for six years, and as the show went on, it got more and more popular. And at the end, I mean, it seemed to be pretty big, especially within the black community. But again, that just shows you how like our voices don't get heard on shit, and people don't relate to uh, a lot of our uh, entertainment. But, uh, yeah, I feel like they kind of got snubbed, even though I didn't see the entire thing, man, just from what people were telling me and, and, and just the, the amount of um, just people, the, the amount of tweets and, and about the show, the kind of the number of conversations that were had about it. It's just it's it's just un, it just blows my mind that uh, they weren't even nominated for an Emmy. It's just uh, kind of strange to have one of the biggest and most talked about TV shows not get a nod um for an emmy and i'm not even into uh reward shows but i i think it's uh something's up <laughs> we they, we've talked about that before um but again i understand everything's not going to get nominated but i really feel like that was a a, a snub just based on its, its popularity uh kind of odd but i'm not i'm not i'm not surprised all right so um <clears throat> all right so I got to wrap this up, people. I got to wrap this up. I'm at 19 and a half. So the news is uh, this is the last episode of the Negro Please podcast. Uh, I finally secured a studio space here in town. Uh, I did an interview for my mic a couple of weeks ago with the, uh, someone that comes to uh, the shows. And I get invited to the studio uh, and uh the interview goes well and i inquire about those studios i go hey does can anybody use these can can uh can you rent these out like what's the deal 
and the station manager or producer of all the podcasts there she she tells tells me that uh all i have to do is join this audio collective take these uh sign this paperwork and take a little class on how to use the equipment and um schedule the time and i can use the studio whenever i want so um it's so funny too because i just got my last piece of equipment in that i I was going to use to start my podcast at the southern but this is a uh full-on studio people so i can't turn this down it is free um so i um i'm in the process of of getting that all set up okay Uh, i'm super excited to to bring it to y'all uh, I got to pull up a calendar. I got to, I don't know, uh, let's see. Today is July 14th. Um, today is July 14th, and I will tell you, I, I'm going to make a date right now to let y'all know that the first episode of the Chris Allen Show will be airing August 1st, everybody. That's when the new show is going to start. So two weeks, uh, the new show. I'm super excited about it. Uh, so, guys, make sure, you got, make sure y'all follow me on social media at Chris Allen Comedy. Follow me on Facebook. Subscribe to my YouTube page. All right. Uh, just keep a lookout for the, for the trailer for the announcement of, of the new show, the Chris Allen Show. I'm so excited. That's right, the Chris Allen Show. I got the design made and everything. There's just a few more things I need to get for for it. And uh, August 1st, the first episode of my new podcast in the new studio is coming out. August 1st, the Chris Allen Show. Uh, I'm going to have a very special guest for my first episode. I'm so excited. I'm ready, ready to take my podcast to another level, bring you guys some bonus content, uh, some very, very high-quality content. And uh, with that being said, thank you guys so much for being a part of the Negro Please radio podcast for the last how many how many ever years i learned so much uh and i really want this to go to the next level i want to see my numbers jump up to the four digit listener okay i I need i want to i want to start reaching a thousand people a show i know it's going to take some time but I, i i want to get there i know i can do it so thank you guys so much. Again, make sure you guys follow me on all, all things social media at Chris Allen Comedy. Follow my YouTube page. Subscribe to that. And uh, just be on the lookout for the Chris Allen Show. Uh, I got social media for it and everything. I'm, I'm going all out. This is it. And, oh, one last thing. July 27th at the Southern. Make sure y'all come out and see me. July 27th at the Southern. $15. Bring a friend. I'll see y'all. Thank y'all so much for being here for me. Uh, with the Negro Please podcast. And stay tuned, y'all, for Chris, the Chris Allen Show coming soon. That's right. One more take. So get ready. Coming soon, August 1st, the Chris Allen Show. I'm out. Peace.